1: Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM. My name is Austin. I'm BJ! And this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the many ports of Dragon Quest games. Uh, it's a special quest episode from our Patreon patron, Ty Robertson. Uh, so we're going to do a whole episode on ports, because there's a lots of them that we can cover. Um, so
0: many of them. So friggin' many ports of these games. Like, way more than I expected, you know, when I thought about them. It's just, like, it's insane.
1: And I think between the two of us, we have pretty decent knowledge of all the ports because some of the ports that I haven't played, you've played and vice right. versa. So, uh, so I think that will be, uh, you know, a pretty cool, uh, thing to cover because we have the, uh, we have different knowledge of different games here. Um, and so, uh, you, cause you played some of the Game Boy Color ones, right? Yep. But and I then, played them
0: on the BitBoy, not necessarily the GBC, but I'm going to go back and do that, I think.
1: Right. and so, But even on the BitBoy, it it's the same exact port that came over to the Game Boy Color, yep, right? Yeah, exactly
0: anyway. the same. It's just the ROM.
1: Okay, cool. So we're going to be talking about ports uh, from here on out. Uh, ports here, get your ports nope. for sale. Fresh hot ports for sale. Mm-mm. Ports nope. for Mm-mm. sale. Mm-mm.
0: Nope. Mm -mm. Come on, man. That was a really good impression.
1: (laughs) No. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's just immediately what I thought of when we were talking about fresh hot ports. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, first off, uh, I guess let's talk about uh, some mobile ports. Uh, Those were the uh, the mobile ports were the first uh a lot of the first Dragon Quest games I played were actually on mobile because of the way Dragon Quest one through three kind of worked out for me. Um, because you know, I was too young when like they first came out in the NES really. And no, no one I knew had copies of those games. So I didn't play them as an adult. And so, uh, so, sorry, my wife just texts me you're embarrassing yourself. I guess she heard me saying ports for sale. It's true you, but you are that <laughs> she, that's she just, she's right. She just texts me you're embarrassing yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All of this is staying in including the silence there where you pause. It's going it's, it's okay, golden. Well,
1: uh so uh, anyway, so because of all that, the mobile ports, I finally gave in because at the time when I played these, the mobile ports were really the, the least expensive, easiest way to play one through three.
0: Yeah. For and, real.
1: And so I kind of, even though I don't like mobile games, I kind of just like sucked it up and decided to download them and play them. And I'm actually really glad I did because, um, you know, I really liked the mobile ports of those. I like the, I like that it's vertical. Um, instead, cause I'm not a big fan of, I know I've said, I think I've said it on the show, like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and some other mobile ports I've tried where it's like, it's horizontal and you're like holding it. I just, I don't like that very much. And so the vertical placement like that, I thought was really nice. I really liked that you could also play them one handed. And one-handed
0: is something that I was really wanting to like about these. And the vert, I like the way that the vertical, uh, portrait mode looks. Like it's much prettier to see a vertical game like that than it is, uh, landscape to me for some reason. But I couldn't do it one-handed because my hands are too small that it actually on the the phone that I've got, I've got an XS Max and it actually is pretty much impossible for me to hold the phone comfortably and play it with one hand. And so it really made it
1: uh, uh less than ideal for me to play. <laughs> and, and you, I forgot that you have such tiny hands. I have like, very I, tiny hands. Like for those of you who don't know BJ, it's like, his hands stopped growing when he was like 7 but the rest of them kept
0: growing <laughs> yeah pretty much it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of terrible that uh I wear and and I think we may have even mentioned this on this podcast. I don't remember I wear a women's size small glove <laughs> uh, or I can wear a kids large, but um I'm like a six foot tall hundred and eighty to two hundred pound guy, usually, so it's like just to give you a to give you a uh, an idea of where that is, like in relation to the rest of me, so it's like in proportion, my hands are tiny
1: they are, they are and your wrists. I remember your wrists are tiny, too.
0: They are. They're super tiny. I've it, got I, I a very small bone structure.
1: Everything above the wrist is, like, proportionate. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. It's just like the wrist and the hands. It's, like, not suited to playing Dragon Quest on mobile. And I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like these ports that much. Uh, I've played one, two, and four on mobile uh, and given them hours each to uh, to play, and it just doesn't doesn't do it for me it's uh it, it's annoying the ports themselves are really good and they give you enough control over the uh over where the the d-pad is that you're moving around you don't even have to use the d-pad because you can just swipe along the the controller and tap it's just unintuitive if your hands don't fit the, the screen right
1: yeah i could i could see that i the only problem I had with it being one-handed, honestly, is that when I was playing these games, uh, my twins, Rowan and Nora, who just turned two, by the way, a few days ago, so happy birthday, Rowan and Nora. Yay! Um, they they were really little when I was playing this game. They were, like, still babies. And so, they were, you know, I was still rocking them, feeding them bottles and things like that uh, um, a lot, like, in the middle of the night. Yep. So, whenever I would wake up at, like, 1 a.m. to go, like, rock Nora and give her a bottle... I could pull the phone up and, like, just grind enemies and, like, levels and stuff, killing enemies yeah. um, on DQ1 for a while. And so, but because of that, my, like, l- like my thumb like, and my, like, wrist and everything really started to cramp from playing it one-handed like that. Because there was just, I guess because there was so much, like, because I'm right-handed, so I guess it was from using my right hand so much um, that I, like, would... Actually, like, get cramps after a while.
0: Wow! Like, I knew you were doing that and having some wrist issues when you were playing the Switch a lot, like that when you were having to hold it at a very strange angle with the babies. I wasn't aware that part of it started with uh, the the mobile ports here because of the controls.
1: Yeah, and I, um, and I wonder if part of the reason because you're left handed, so I wonder mm-hmm. if that, I wonder if that's Because, I mean, they have where you can change the controls based on being left or right-handed. Like, you can move the controller over to the other side of the screen. But I still wonder if that maybe affected it at all for you.
0: Maybe uh, so. I mean, I've tried it both ways because being left handed uh, means that you have to get good at certain things with your right hand just because yeah. of the world we live in. And so I've been able to do it with both. And either way, it's just uncomfortable for me. I still end up holding it with two hands and using uh, and using the uh, screen, using it like a two handed controller like you do on landscape, mm-hmm. which is actually why I prefer landscape controllers uh, or views when you control mobile games like this, at least because it feels like a controller and you can pretty much move the D-pad around without having to worry about reaching all the way across because you actually use both sides of the screen um to like yeah. press buttons and interact. So that's why I tend to like the Final Fantasy ports better than I like the Dragon Quest ports. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the ports because in general the quality of the Dragon Quest ports are way higher than the quality of the Final Fantasy ports.
1: Yeah I, I agree with that. And I think I know people have complained um about like the animations and colors and stuff like that from the mobile ports um which don't really bother me i mean i've seen like the nes uh the nes look for dragon warrior one and i've mm-hmm. seen i've seen you playing like the bit boy for i know i've seen it for dragon quest four and five and i think you even showed me i think it was one maybe
0: Yeah, probably so. When I had the uh, the Super Famicom versions and the uh, the Game Boy versions, I know.
1: Yeah, so I've seen I've at least seen other ones um, because I actually actually bought like the cart for uh, the NES version of Dragon Warrior Mm -hmm. uh, that my cousin Jaden and I were gonna play um, because he had an NES and then his NES broke before we could start playing it. And fun fact, the customer support number. That's on the NES is still good.
0: Yep, you told me about that. I don't like, remember where you told me about that, but you can still call that number and uh, and get support.
1: Yeah, and the guy was the guy was basically just like, "Dude, why don't you buy an NES Classic?" <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> is mean, so understandable
0: for the most part. <laughs> yeah, he but. did
1: he did offer. I mean, he did like walk him through some stuff to try on his NES, um, and. He, but he was like, you know, I strongly encourage you to buy the <laughs> NES Classic, Uh which you know, but Dragon Warrior is not on there. You nope, know,
0: it's not. A, you a can't lot of, play all the games.
1: A lot of Jaden's other games that he owns are on there, but Dragon Warrior isn't. And so, because of that, we never actually got to play the NES version of Dragon Warrior on his NES because of it messing up and everything. So, but but you know, I have seen it. I just haven't um actually got to play that one myself but overall the mobile ports that I've played which are 1 2 and 3 I thought were really great and maybe you know especially uh I look forward I know we're going to talk about switch ports here in a little while but I look forward to replaying all those on the switch uh when that comes out like next next week or week after the and physical edition the physical edition yeah cuz I bought the physical edition of it from Japan and I'm going to I'm waiting to play those there because uh, I'm really looking forward especially to Dragon Qu- Quest three yep which is really fun and I feel like uh we have I feel like we don't bring up Dragon Quest three very much but it's like a really really good Dragon Quest game it's a really good game in general and um, I think I think for me it's just that uh it's really good but it didn't uh it didn't stick with me as well as uh, out of the urgic trilogy at least it didn't stick with me as well as two because I I had to like I had such trouble with two that I kind of just remember it more because of all the trouble. And three was a much more refined, uh, you know, kind of easier game and everything. Uh, But Dragon Quest three is a lot of fun. I look forward to that's the one that I'm going to probably start with when the switch ports come out. Uh, Yeah. Trying out three uh, first. And I know you've made fun of like the uh, the pseudo old English. Yeah. um, And everybody speaks in one
0: yeah that that I hate like that is the one thing that I dread about going through one on the switch is that uh that it's gonna have that same uh Elizabethan kind of these and thou script because it's it's really distracting for me and uh so I did one and two on the mobile or at least as much as I could stand on mobile, and I've ordered the physical one on switch as well. And I actually grabbed we might as well talk about it while we're here uh, talking about the uh, switch ports is I actually grabbed DQ three on the switch that uh, I went ahead and bought the digital version to be able to try and see how they work because I wanted to play it mm-hmm. and it feels a lot more solid Than any of the other ports I've played of it. That I really, really like the Game Boy Color version of 3. That I got a a good way into it. Before I just, I think I went back and played Rocket Slime or something. And then just never went uh, went back to playing through it. But it's it seems like it is the most solid and polished version of it and i know that there are people who like you said don't like the animations they don't like the colors um they may not even like the script as much uh but the uh the thing about it for me is that the mobile ports had these like really bright saturated colors uh as opposed to the uh i don't even want to say muted colors of the other ones but just not quite as robust uh because of the palettes that were available right. and so the I thought the mobile versions were really pretty, and the Switch version is just pretty on handheld and on a bigger screen. I mean, you hook it up to the TV, and it's gorgeous looking at, that these are uh, really vibrant colors that are uh, are you're playing with and the sprites are anti-aliased more that you don't have nearly the pixelization that you have on the mobile ports that it's almost like the final fantasy six uh, remake or well, I don't want to say remake oh, the final fantasy six port to iOS and steam where they did new sprites. And again, there are a lot of people who really, really, really dislike those, but I liked them. I thought they were, uh, they were pretty, and that's what the uh the switch ports feel like to me so far the DQ3 switch port is it feels kind of like that uh that smoothing out of some of the uh the sprites and the uh, enemy animations and things like that they don't have the pixelated look the world does uh, but the heroes and the enemies look a lot uh, more polished and for some reason that alone uh kind of elevates it to me that the uh, gameplay is is good it's just it Maybe it translates better to me because of it being on the Switch and having, like, really nice controls. It's got a good translation. It doesn't have the these and thous. That uh, one has. It actually has more of a, a conversational English script. So that helps. Two does as well. Um, one just feels really out of place like that for me. So I'm I'm a big fan of what I've played of DQ3 so far. Um, especially being able to name my own characters. You know how I love doing stuff like that and uh-huh. putting my party together. That it's just I like the sprites that they've put together for the uh, other party members too. I, I think they're really pretty.
1: And... I will say kind of going back to the mobile ports, but then kind of moving into the DS ports here uh, with Dragon Quest four is that um, because you had the mobile port of that, which I tried playing and maybe it was because I'd already played and beaten four on the DS that I was used to those controls. But Mm -hmm. I will say um, because of, and two because of that port of Dragon Quest four kind of being in like an almost like 2.5 D yeah. Y- you know what I'm talking about yep, where it's I like I do absolutely. It's like um I feel like it I don't like the mobile port of 4 as much and I haven't actually even like played or looked really at 5 and 6 and all of those.
0: That's why I haven't is because of how much I dislike the port of 4 and like i was really excited to get to the port of four that when uh when as much as you talked about being so great everybody talks about four being so great i was like you know what i'm just going to get the the port of this i'm i'm playing through something i don't even remember what it was is like i don't want to uh deal with the 3ds and uh, the ds cart so i'm just going to get this on mobile i'll play it and I started playing it and immediately loved the graphics that uh, in the kind of high res uh, portrait mode that you have, it really does look nice to have uh, not have that bar between it from where the actual physical DS screens were were there. So you have the entire view that you get um, and you don't have the the low res screens that are, uh, you see the pixelization, you actually see the uh, textures, everything was really nice. But because it's that, uh, that two and a half D where you can rotate the camera, it, uh, it's really, really awkward on mobile to be able to move around and then move the camera around because you don't actually have shoulder buttons. You actually have these buttons on the sides of the screen that you you know you're moving around with the the joystick not like normal, but then you have these other buttons that you have to actually move your thumb up to uh, to rotate around, and it's just not fluid like it tends to be on a console. So I think that uh, I just I just couldn't stand getting through it. Like I got near the end of the Ragnar chapter, and I was like, I'm just gonna. Pay for the the DS version and deal with it. Like I can't, I can't finish it. It makes me really wish that I could get a refund on the Apple Store. Uh, well, that the App Store, <laughs> to do it. Uh, the Apple Store. Uh, that's different, but I wish I could get uh, my money back because that's one that I just simply do not like. Uh, the only real benefit it has is quick saving from mobile stuff. Uh, like uh, I just like pic- the other ones.
1: I just pictured you going to like the mall. And just going to like, the Apple Store and like holding out your phone where Dragon Quest Four is on there and be like refund plus, <laughs>
0: and and they're like, sir, I'm going to need you to leave. And we we don't serve your kind here. Yeah,
1: uh, but I really I, I think I prefer the DS version of Four, uh, kind of for the same reasons you were talking about. Even though you know that the mobile version has the party chat added back in, that's the like yeah. one reason. I'm assuming. Maybe too optimistically, but I'm assuming Uh, we'll eventually get four, five and six on the Switch because they're already I mean, Nintendo already has like, you know, them for the DS versions and stuff. So I assume I don't know how like the licensing and things like that works, but I assume they could probably bring them over to the Switch fairly easily.
0: And I'm not um, sure what software they use, like how they've ported them, like what they've done to uh, get them on mobile, um, uh, and what engine they've used. I know they've used Unreal in the past for other games, and I'm not sure, like, if they've ported it into, like, Unreal to get it onto, uh, the, onto mobile. I'd have to like look it up and do a lot more research. But depending on how the port is actually set up, it might not be that that hard. And I'm really hoping that that's the case because I would love to play these on the switch because, you know, the switch. But the party chat is weird that I use party chat a lot more than I thought I did. That it wasn't even something that I actively go do. It's just that I talked to my party and, uh, it's not something that I even really missed until it wasn't there in the DS version. That I never even thought about liking it until it was gone.
1: Until it's gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's Um, like that old country song.
1: You don't know what you got till it's gone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's it.
1: What's, I I can't even, like, I can, I can hear that song, (laughs) but like, I, I can't, if that makes sense. You know what I yep. mean? Like I it's, know. Th- it's so like ingrained to my like Tennessee-born brain, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, like that. Like I hear it, but at the same time, like I'm having a trouble like remembering who sings it or like the melody or any of that kind of stuff. I'm
0: the same way, but I but I knew you'd know what I was talking about. Yeah,
1: I did. Um, and I think just you know, kind of hats off to Nintendo here because I feel like they deserve. More of the credit even than Square does and Enix, because I mean, you know, they made these fantastic ports for four, five, and six on the DS. Um, they, you know, gave us some really good 3DS ports of seven and eight, which I know we're going to talk to and uh, just uh, talk about in just a little while. And then, you know, they did so much with 11S, which I also know we're going to get to, but just, you know, right. like Nintendo, I feel like has. Like, really taking these games with, like, put a lot of care and, like, thought into these games. Yeah. And, um, just, uh, you know, I mean, I think there's some flaws in some of them. Uh, but it's like, for me, at least, the, the DS ports of 4, 5, and 6, those 4, 5, and 6, too, were three of my, like, favorite games of, of Dragon Quest. Like, outside, outside of Dragon Quest eleven. 4, 5, and 6 are probably my three favorite games. Like, I'm a big yeah. fan of the Zenithian Trilogy. Uh, like, I just I love those games. And so, uh, so I'm really glad that we at least got those DS ports, even though I guess they maybe didn't sell all that well here in the States, right. from what I've heard. Um, and so, uh, but the three DS ports now are also really good. I know we're going to talk yeah. about that uh, here in a minute. Uh but first let's talk about our shameless self promotion. Beep 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 shameless shameless beep beep beep. That all sounded like a Christmas song. Oh, hmm. almost. It sounded like I don't know, I have a reindeer that like you squeeze and its nose blinks and it like does a little beep 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 Christmas music. Oh. And uh anyway, for just that's what it reminded me of. I mean, I love Christmas, so that's like That song worked for me.
0: (laughs) So here's a story, you guys. Uh, so we're in Hobby Lobby, I believe. And I didn't know that Austin loved Christmas as much as he does at the time. And it's me, him, and both of our wives. And he runs off into the Christmas, uh, into the Christmas section and we're kind of following along. And then all of a sudden he points at this like blow mold Christmas cabin and he's like, Oh my God, this is like my aunt's Christmas cabin where I drink cider. And I'm like, what? And apparently his uh, apparently his aunt and uncle run a Christmas tree farm and they have a Christmas cabin there and he drinks apple cider there every Christmas. And I had no idea about this until he got excited in Hobby Lobby and went crazy like a child because it reminded him of the Christmas cabin. And it made me so happy that every time I think about it, I smile that uh, just so you guys know.
1: (laughs) And, And you and Jennifer drive out to that Christmas tree farm every year now, right?
0: We do. We drive out there. I have cider and uh, I end up, uh, we end up getting uh, one of our, we get our second Christmas tree there. We get a small one for the den that we decorate differently. And uh, so it's, it's, it's nice. I like it there.
1: So, so shout out, since this is the shameless self-promotion to Shell's Christmas tree farm in Alabama, because that's for <laughs> my cousins and uh great aunt uh, run it. It's Shell's it Christmas tree farm.
0: North Alabama, right near where I live actually. So good stuff. But yeah. You love Christmas. You're welcome. I
1: do love Christmas. Uh, So uh, we always like to take a moment here to mention our Patreon page. Uh, We do have a new Patreon episode uh, up. We did not get it out because of technical difficulties and being out of town and stuff. Didn't get it up last week, but it is up there now. So if you're one of our Patreons, check it out. If you're not one of our Patreons and you'd like to be, then uh, you can have access to those monthly mini-sodes uh, for as little as $2 a month. For $3, you get a sticker. For like 10 bucks, you get to pick your own episode, kind of like this episode for Ty Robertson. Uh, and uh, there's just lots of other tiers you can check out. $5 gets you a Discord role, And yep. you always get... Uh, we try to give you a nice big thank you and thanks to all of our current uh, patrons as well. Um, and then... Uh, community Spotlight, really quickly, you guys have heard us talk about them before, but Game Apartment 1C, they're currently going through a role model series with Dragon Quest. Uh, they currently have Episode 1 up on YouTube, uh, which uh, which is really cool. It's really interesting. Uh, I was watching it the other day, and uh, I did not know that Enix got its name from Phoenix. Did you know that? No, I did not. I did not. I learned it from watching... Uh, this video, you can also see a super fantastic photo of Yuji Hori on a motorcycle uh, in <laughs> what looks like it's probably the 70s, maybe 80s. Um, and so anyway, you can check all of that out on their YouTube page. We're going to put the link to that in the show notes. Uh, they also have a Twitch channel, uh, so you can uh, check them out there as well. Game Apartment 1C, but highly recommend the video because I thought it was really interesting. And this is the first episode. So it's a series that they have ongoing called role models. Uh, and this one's uh, got some really cool stuff. So uh, highly recommend you guys uh, checking that one out. So then let's just get back to our 3ds ports. Uh, you played dragon quest eight, 3ds port.
0: Yes, that was my first real Dragon Quest game. That was uh, the first one that I beat all the way through, other than one when I was a little kid. But uh, 8 on 3DS was like, I did a lot of research on which one to play, like whether to get the mobile version of 8, because I'd seen good things about it. And that was that would have been my very first mobile port if I'd played it. Um, and then I looked at whether I should get the PS2 one or the 3DS one, and there was a lot of internet arguing back and forth on which one was the best and in the end I decided on the 3ds one because it was on the 3ds and it was portable and it was it had new characters that you could play and different uh, content Uh, and the only thing that it was missing was the orchestral soundtrack really and I decided that that was worth it and so I decided to do it and it was fantastic as a port and a way to get into Dragon Quest.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. 8, I, you know, eight's not my favorite Dragon Quest, but I think the 3DS port was really good. Um, I didn't notice a huge difference in graphics. I've heard so many people say the PS2 still has the superior graphics. Uh, and I the don't really 3DS.
0: feel that way, but I can see why people why people do feel that way. Like, I really like the, I feel like the 3DS one is crisper and richer. For some reason, when I look at them side by side, it's just—and it might be just because of the screens that I see them on, but and the and the screenshots. But uh, if you're using a PS2 emulator, probably the PS2 one does look better because you're able to upscale it. But I think that raw uh, game side by side, I, I actually like the 3DS one better, just in terms of character models and uh, textures.
1: Yeah, and for me, the thing with that sells the 3ds port of dragon quest eight is really just the additional content they added in yeah um the golden slime mini game where you have uh, cameron's codex and you have the camera and you go around and taking uh, photos of the golden slime statues you yep. find at various places is just i think a great mini game it was my maybe my favorite part of all of dragon quest eight was just trying to find those little golden slimes and taking pictures of them yeah, it was crazy
0: fun that I didn't think I was going to like that. But then the first one that I really like found out in the wild, I guess, just out in the game, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. I need to find all of these.
1: And I was I spent so much time doing that. I also uh, liked some of the new monsters they added in. It uh, was kind that kind of, I guess, like flowed off of Cameron's Codex. They're the monsters that like. It can get kind of annoying, where it's like, you have to kill 30 slimes outside of Fairberry, and then they'll, like, this giant, like, ice cream slime thing will spawn. I can't even remember the name of it.
0: I can't Um, either, but I know it was cool. It's weird. I didn't like how you had to spawn them in that one. It felt really, really grindy, but the monsters themselves were really, really cool.
1: And you apparently don't have to kill 30 all at one time because at one point i just like i was over leveled for that area but i had gone back to that area for something i don't know i can't remember if it was to use like a magic key on something or what it was but i was there and i got into a battle and i killed like three slimes and then that thing appeared so i assume that was just it just so happened that that was like my 30th slime
0: i don't i didn't know that i will have to go do that
1: because, yeah, because it was not all at once. That was the first one that appeared. Um And then I went through and actually just like grinded, you know, for a while, killing 30 in a row uh, to get the others. And maybe it was just like a weird bug or something that caused it. But for whatever reason, the the little ice cream slime monster that I'm talking about just totally just popped yep. up out of nowhere. And I saw it and I was like, cool. Didn't expect to see that over there in the uh on the other side of that hill. I guess I'll walk over there, take a picture and then mm-hmm. kill it. Um, well, I liked it fine. I didn't necessarily like the uh, the means to get it, to getting it, but right. um, but I thought it was cool. Um, the a- the added and playable characters I thought was cool, but honestly, I didn't use Mori or Red once I got them. And we've talked about this before, where I don't actually think I got them. We talked it- we talked about it. You got Red. You just don't remember it because you get Red through the story.
0: I don't know. I don't. You- remember it at
1: all i need to go i need to go
0: back and look and see and see if i did that or if i'm remembering it wrong
1: like i don't think you can advance the story you go back to the pirate's cove the little secret cove you know who i'm talking about right and she shows up and you're and you're like in a race with her uh but yeah so once you feet once you like get through that whole area and red like decides to join you i still don't remember it at all I don't think, I think probably you were just like, maybe you were like reading the dialogue fast or something and didn't realize it because she definitely, I mean, you can go in and like use out the, uh, the skills, the skill system and all filling out her skills and she can use fans and some other weapons, but like fans is kind of like her unique weapon that she gets. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, Mori is optional because you have to do the monster arena stuff.
0: Yeah, and I did not do that. I rarely do arena stuff. So. I,
1: I really like the arena stuff. Uh, in Dragon Quest Eight, I named my uh, monster team the Monstars. Like from, <laughs> like from Space Jam. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had a good time with it, especially if you just go in. I I waited about it. Like I went in and uh, kind of had some like overpowered uh, enemies Right. On my team, or monsters, I guess I should say, on my team, and then went in and like, kind of swept through the first like, however many ranks there are. Um, yeah, I made it. I made it through all, but like the last two, I think, on my first go, and then like I came back and played it some more after getting further in the story. Um, where I really like, I think it's cool that they added those characters as options, even though I didn't personally play as any of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I because somebody
0: it... would like them, and I'm sure a lot of people have played it, who played DQ8 as a second time or, you know, 50th time on the 3DS when it was uh, new and released, that they used Mori and Red more because there was not that option in the other one.
1: Right. And I I I, I kind of feel the same way about the new marriage stuff. Um, in 11? In, no, in 8. N8. Okay. Uh, because there's, there's the option. I think it came with the 3ds version. I think it was unique to that at the time, maybe in the mobile port and stuff now where you could marry Jessica instead of Medea yeah. at the end. Um, and I don't really like Jessica. I know I'm in the minority there. I thought Medea and the hero and aid, I liked their love story. I liked them together. I was fine with the marriage stuff. I liked the little romantic comedy that it turned into at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, Like I was cool with all that stuff. So I guess for dragon quest eight, for that port, it's like, I really appreciate all the extra stuff they added in. But for me, outside of Cameron's codex and the golden slimes, I didn't really, uh, didn't really like use any of it or do any of it that much. Like I just kind of,
0: it didn't sell you on the game as much as it being the 3ds version sold you on the game.
1: Right? Yeah. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Um, and the same goes for the the 3ds port of Seven, um, right? Where uh, I think I don't
0: even know if we can call it a port. It's really a complete remake like a of Seven.
1: Re- remake, yeah. In um, a lot of ways, yeah, it is. I mean, um, and I think I really like. That's one of the things I really like about the 3ds version of Seven is I really like the graphic improvements because yeah. you know when it came out for PlayStation, it's like they were. Those, honestly, those were outdated graphics, even for that, you know, PS1 era. And and it's fine to have, like, that retro look in your RPG, but I much prefer the kind of, I don't know, it almost looks like PS2 era graphics in the 3DS version. Yeah, I don't know, it I don't does. Know if I, I don't know if I think that just because of the 8 port or or not, but just kind of the the quality of the graphics seem more like the PlayStation 2.
0: It does, and I think it is partially because of how 8 looks on there, because of just the way that textures fit on the character models, the way that you, uh, move around the overworld and the, uh, the over the shoulder third person that it does. It feels like a PS2 RPG at that point, which is, an upgrade from the PS1 graphics, at least, in gameplay, but I want to try the PS1 version. I w- I've been meaning to ask you if you would bring that up uh, when you come up for Christmas, because I want to try the PS1 version of 7 that I've never been able to play it.
1: So, the PS1 version of 7, um, and and I like 7 more now in hindsight than I did when I was playing it, but I don't necessarily... Like, I don't feel a strong urge to replay it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and, you know, it's a long game, and it's not really the length that bothers me. I know a lot of people complain about the length. It's not the length that's that bothers me. It's the it's the backtracking and the characters. I don't really like the characters very much, and I, I really don't like all the backtracking that's required in that game. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I'm fine with a longer RPG. Pretty much all the RPGs I like are, like, 90-hour RPGs. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. But for me, it's just kind of the, um, it's that backtracking and I will, I I will say the 3DS version of seven, I feel like maybe more than any of the other ports, except for maybe 11S here, but, uh, but like the port for seven, I feel like has the most just stuff added in. And like you said, it's almost, you almost can't call it a port because, you know, it's, it's completely been done in 3D now and Uh, You know, the graphics have improved, but they really they streamline the beginning part from the PS1 version, which I know is hard to believe, because even on the 3DS, (laughs) to me, the first like two, three hours on the 3DS are really boring. Like you don't you don't really fight anything. You're just backtracking. And that's that's kind of that was kind of the red flag for me was when I was backtracking so much already at the beginning.
0: Yeah, it's really annoying doing that. And I've I've. I was fine with not having any combat for a couple of hours, but it wasn't terribly interesting with what you were doing uh, because of the backtracking. And I think what ended up getting me, and I go back and play seven uh, when I want something just kind of as, as an interim game, but right. I'll play it for a little while. I'll do a story. I'll do a fragment or something like that. And then I'll uh, move on to whatever other game that I want. And I have a hard time playing seven for a long time because of that kind of trudging nature it has. And, I ended up losing uh, about two hours worth of gameplay that I didn't realize I didn't save. And I just kind of started up a different game on my DS and uh, didn't realize that I had not saved 7. And so I went, got back to one of the points that is really one of the pain points, having to talk to every single person in a town before yeah. you can move the story forward, even if they don't add anything to the story and it re- you had warned me about this and it's really irritating having to make sure that you do that uh and so when i lost a couple of hours of having already done it i haven't gone back yet
1: yeah i i i wish that if they had not put that in that game where you have to talk to everybody in the town and sometimes it's even like the cats it's just like um for me, that and then all the backtracking are really the two things that got me. It's the backtracking and the having to like search for everyone in a town and talk to them yeah. before you can advance the story, and having to do that just so many times over and over again. And that's the reason the game is so long. It's because they have you do all this unnecessary stuff, and it doubles the length of the game. Uh um, right. Which is which is probably a discussion for a whole other day. Right. But but I I do think. The 3DS version fixes a lot of that sl- kind of slower pacing that's at the beginning. Um, and they do make the the Shrine of Mysteries uh, where you like put the fragments after you find them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made that a lot easier to move around in. Um, good. Uh, like where you just kind of you basically it brings up the menu, you know, and you like place the pieces in. Yeah. It's all fairly simple, as opposed to, like, on the PS1, it's, like, separate rooms. Like, it's, like, a big shrine, and mm-hmm. you you have to walk into different rooms and, like, place them and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, it's a lot more movement and stuff, and so this is kind of just, like, a simplified, streamlined version of that. Um, they also give you the little uh, fairy guy uh, to talk to yep. uh, that's in the Shrine of Mysteries that you get hints from. Um, I've tried finding if this guy has a name because in the game, I never remembered him having a name. Sure don't and, remember it. And I've tried, I tried looking it up before we recorded this episode today and I couldn't find anything online where he has a name. So if anybody's listening to this and you know that that the fairy guy from in Sh- the Shrine of Mysteries from Seven has a name, please uh, let me know because um, I have tried finding it and I don't think he has a name. Like, anytime mm. I've looked at it, it's either like the fairy in the Shrine of Mysteries or like the guardian in the Shrine of Mysteries. I mean, it's just, it's like a, kind of a generic things that he's called. Yeah. Um, but because of that, and you know, you can get hints from him and stuff. Um, so I think all of that kind of streamlines uh, putting the fragments in and all of that. But uh You know, more than anything, I think just the the graphics and all of that really help with that game. And I do think the way you're playing it where you just kind of chip away at it at it a bit at a time is maybe the best way to play that game because of the way it's set up where you you find these fragments, you place them in, you go back in time, you fix the situation there and come back into the present again. Yep. And so I think that game works really well as you, just one of those you kind of you can chip away at and do like think of it almost as like missions it's almost mm-hmm. like a mission-based Dragon Quest game. Um, where you it's kind of like to... how I
0: played Final Fantasy X2, where you can go on these individual story-based missions and then feel like you've accomplished something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I want to mention really quickly who are on the 3DS ports too, is uh, the 3DS version of Dragon Quest XI, uh, yeah. which, uh, which I've been playing it uh, you know it's all in Japanese I don't know it Japanese we talked about this in another episode not want to repeat too much of that stuff here uh, but I have started replaying it I guess in earnest <laughs> um, lately because I'm playing 11s on the switch right and so basically what I do is I get to like a an end of the chapter like a stopping point in the switch version yeah and then I pick up my uh, my 2ds and play. 11 uh, on there uh, because it's easier than trying the translate app just because the translate app is kind of like flawed when it comes to that. Yeah. And so I generally know where to go. Um, I really like the 3d version of it. I'm not playing it in 2d when it, it gives you a choice uh, like pretty early on in the game. And you have
0: to choose one or the other. You don't get to go back and forth like in the switch version and have the chapter select.
1: Yeah. And initially on the 3DS version, the top screen is 3D, bottom is 2D. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of see both of them. And honestly, I'm glad the game didn't stay that way because it really gave me a headache. I would It's press, really
0: distracting.
1: You can press the Y button to toggle it and turn the 2D on the bottom to just look like a map of the oh, area. Okay. And so I would do that a lot. But by default, it's always going to be 2D down there. And so when it came time to choose, I chose 3D because... Um, just because it's a new version, because I have 2D and 3D on Switch and on PS4, the 3D on PS4 as well, I decided to go with the 3D on 3DS, which looks totally different. It's like a, almost like a chibi style character design. Um, everybody looks a lot cutesier. It reminds me a lot of the chibi style of for the characters in Final Fantasy IX. Yeah, uh, which really. Which is, you know, my favorite Final Fantasy game. The so, Luminary
0: actually looks in the 3DS version, 3D, like he does as kind of a kid and teenager in the uh, regular 3D version. Uh When you're like seeing him in flashbacks uh, and he actually uh-huh. has a voice for some reason. It's like I was looking at the pictures you posted on Twitter of uh Tickington and Yochi Village in 3D. And then I was like playing and I was just at a flashback where it showed the Luminary as a kid. And I was like those look so similar like they used kind of the same model for them uh and i think he looks really really cool in the uh, 3d version of the 3ds like i love those graphics and really wish that i could play it in english
1: yeah and and i love the graphics i think and that's why i posted those pictures too of uh yochi village and everything and the tacos is because uh we see them in 2d if you're playing the playing 11s you get to see yep. them all in 2d but you don't get to see a 3d version mm-hmm. of, of tickington and everything and so i just thought it was really cool uh getting to see all that stuff um and
0: also like, i didn't know that tickington was 3d in the 3ds version like i so wish that that was possible in the switch version that it looks so cool in 3d like it's just pretty like the way they do the colors and everything.
1: And I I am a little disappointed because I guess, uh, you know, so in Tickington on the Switch version, you know how there's the little red toggle that's protecting the cave? Yep. So, um, I guess he's never going to move on the Switch version. What? Um, Yeah, in the 3D version, it's like a little... uh, it's basically like a, the mini game for you collect tacos and you like go in to play with them there. And it's like, with like the street pass thing that was going on. It's like a, I guess, I don't know. It's like a versus thing. And like, it seems like the tacos have perma, have permadeath. Like oh. if your taco dies in there, then it, I guess it's just gone. Oh, um, that's. And dark. so, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, so if you're playing the Switch version and you're waiting on that red tackle to move out of the cave, I don't think he's going to. I haven't gotten to that part in the Switch version myself, but I wouldn't get my hopes up at this point. I
0: hope uh, he does, just because they put the cave there. Why'd they even make the cave entrance? I don't
1: know. Because they, they
0: redid a lot of the uh, the 2D graphics. Like they've, I've seen some people show that they've had to completely remake the maps and they've decorated them differently. So... I don't understand why they would just make the cave there.
1: Yeah, I don't know either, but... Um, and they, they have done that. And part of that, I was, I was telling you the other day that the uh, the 3D version on the 3DS is very different in a lot of places from the the 3D on PS4 and Switch. Right. The areas, and so I assume that's where the 2D map differences came in, is because the 2D on the 3DS is to match the 3D on the 3DS while uh-huh. the 2D on Switch is to match the 3D on Switch. And because it's a one
0: for one for at least a little while in the Switch version or in the 3DS version and I don't think it's ever one for one uh step by step in the in the Switch version.
1: Right. And so I I I've told you even that you know the 3DS version it's like the maps and everything it's just different enough where I don't feel like I'm playing the exact same game like it's not boring because there's differences like in the towns and different regions like just the layouts and everything it's just different enough that i don't feel like i'm playing the same game and it's boring but it's similar enough that like it's weird because it's like it feels like i'm playing the same game but at the same time it feels like i'm playing a completely different game and i know that's like kind of oxymoronic but um but that's really how it feels to me
0: (laughs) Well, it's one of those things that when you were playing it on the the 3DS when I was down there, the first day that you got it, and we were in Cobblestone, I loved the map of Cobblestone, that it was just a typical RPG town, and it was very obviously different because it was just one level. And a lot of this has to do with the technical limitations of a 3DS as opposed to the Switch or a PS4 or something, but it really uh, was amazing to me how different it felt being in there like it didn't feel like the same town on pc and steam or pc and ps4 at the time
1: yeah um yeah i i agree it's um i really so cobblestone yeah it was like when we were in cobblestone i was kind of like hey this is kind of weird i think what really got me was whenever you immediately leave cobblestone Mm -hmm. and there's like weird uh like I don't know if it's supposed to be banners or like windmills or whatever. It's supposed to be right outside of the village there. Like yeah. whenever you're in the Peliador region uh, very early in the game, there's stuff like that where I was like, Oh wow, this isn't in the other versions at all. Yeah, And then um, and it's just, and like things occur differently in, uh, in the 3ds version. Like, you know, you get to, you get to, Tickington, Yochi Village—you do that stuff at the uh, earlier on the 3DS oh. version. It actually happens uh, whenever you go through the door of departure.
0: Oh wow! So you don't even have to go through Hado and get the uh, and go through to Galopolis?
1: Yeah, you don't even have like Serena or Veronica or anything yet it's before you get huh. to Hado and everything. So, but it's it's just small changes like that. Like there's different things that have been changed up in this game where. And I'm glad they did it, honestly, because I think if it was just a, an exact replica of the 3D Switch version, only mm-hmm. it was kind of like in the chibi style. I think I would have just like probably gotten bored with it and like thought it wasn't worth it. Yeah, especially, especially now that the Switch version has added in like the tin and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, for me, I, I really like it. One weird thing. Uh, that I do want to mention that I thought was weird is, uh, so before, uh, you have to choose one when it's just 3D and 2D in 3D, your horse is brown, but in 2D, your horse is white. Like it is on like PS4 and PC and switch. Hmm. That's. the in 3D, it's brown, and it's really weird because, like, f- especially when you can see both screens, because oh, you look yeah. up and your hero's riding a brown horse, but if you look down onto the 2D screen, he's riding a white horse.
0: <laughs> maybe the sprite for a brown horse looked weird.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I'm not sure, but I just thought that was kind of like a, a weird uh That's, that's, a, weird that's thing. a
0: very odd choice to make.
1: Yeah, So, um, so just kind of sending the conversation right into the switch ports here um like I mentioned earlier I'm waiting for the physical copy uh to get here play asia says those ships those ship out October 24th yep and I'm hopeful that I'll get it that day I know my uh my slime controller the switch slime controller
0: yeah it I, came in the day it was supposed to
1: yeah it came out like the day that play asia said it shipped was the day I got it yep so so in my mind I'm getting the physical copy of this on October 25th. So I, so, you know, I hope that's the case. Uh, yeah, but, you know, kinda, so. I'm waiting to, I've seen lots of screenshots. I've seen people, you know, sharing stuff like on Twitter and I've seen, I've noticed a lot of my friends uh, playing uh, on the switch, you know? Um, but from my understanding, it's basically the mobile ports of the game, but I mean, it's not, obviously it's not vertical facing anymore. And, uh, you know, you can use the controllers and stuff on your switch, um, but I haven't seen too much more in terms of like differences though, have you? Mm-hmm.
0: No, not at all. The uh the one thing that I thought was fun in uh DQ three that I've played and I didn't realize until just playing it that I saw it, um that the the main characters the protagonist for three, his sprite, moves the exact same way that the 2D sprite for the Luminary moves on uh in eleven. And with the sword sticking straight up in the way he walks, like I thought that was really neat uh, to see both of those because it was uh, it just was a like a little throwback, I guess, that made mm-hmm. me made me happy when I saw it. But but yeah, I like the sprites, like I'd said before, I'm excited to get further into it to see to see how it how it plays, because right now I actually like three better on the switch than I do on the Game Boy Color. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with just the uh, extra polish that it has, as opposed to not being a Game Boy game.
1: Yeah, I get that. And and so many people, I've, I see so many people, you know, really. Uh, I mean, I know I know the GBC version is like the one that a lot of people hold in like the highest esteem. Right. Um, but I've just I've seen so much negativity, especially about Dragon Quest three on switch and because of the port. And maybe it's because I played the mobile port and liked it just fine that, you know, I'm excited for it. And, um, you know. If there's no animations there, if there's stuff missing, it's still um, I really enjoyed the mobile port. And, you know, if if you haven't played Dragon Quest three before, I would highly recommend getting it for switch because these the switch ports aren't even that much more expensive than the mobile versions. I mean, Mm -mm. usually when you're looking at a like a switch or a Nintendo game in general, it's going to have that like Nintendo tax on it. Yep. And And these don't. I mean, they have a little bit, but it's not very. I mean, the mobile version of one is like two ninety nine, and the switch port of one is like four ninety nine, right? Uh, I
0: think the the switch port version is uh four ninety nine. Then I think it's six forty nine for two, and then twelve ninety nine or twelve forty nine for three. But I'm even thinking that they've raised the price on uh, Dragon Quest One. Um, I,
1: I think I saw that it was four ninety nine for Switch from the get go.
0: But I oh, well, I know it is for Switch. I mean on mobile. Oh. Um it's 4.99 on Switch for sure, but oh I can't even see the price now that I've uh It used to be Dragon it used Quest.
1: to be 2.99 on mobile, but they would go on sale a lot. Like I got I got the port the mobile port of Dragon Quest 1 for 99 cents.
0: Yeah, because the, it was on well
1: sale.
0: Yeah, I mean it, I think you're right it was 2.99 and cuz I'm looking at Dragon Quest 3 right now cuz I don't have the mobile port of it and it's 9.99. So there's the like couple of bucks that's added on as Nintendo tax. And I think I got the, uh, dragon quest two for seven 99,
1: maybe the one I, what I paid for it. So, so so it's nothing too crazy. I mean, if you, if you haven't played one, two and three before, I definitely think the switch port is probably the way to go on this. Even, even because even having not played those versions myself yet, just from everything I've seen and knowing how the switch works, I think the Switch versions of those games will probably be my favorite. I think I'll like them more than mobile, and because they're not that much more expensive, uh, you know, two ninety nine to four ninety nine. That's not a difference that I necessarily blink at, really.
0: Well, um, and also, yeah. if you are the kind of person who buys a lot of digital Switch games, you can use gold points on them and earn gold points for it. So or, it kind of takes a little bit off of it that way as well.
1: Or physical copies, you get gold points for the physical carts too. Do you? Yeah, you just when the cartridge is in the switch, you like yeah. press you press info, I think it's the plus bu- button on it and you hit earn gold points and you get like points for it. That's how I've bought I bought lots of games because I buy mostly physical. Yeah. And uh like I've gotten uh like I bought the remaster of Final Fantasy 8 for like 4 dollars I think because I had a bunch of gold points from all the cartridges.
0: Oh man, I got to go through thing. a bunch of uh, switch cartridges then.
1: Yeah, you can get I them had... uh, either way. They give you more if they're digital. Yeah, um, but I didn't usually, know that. You Usually get like bonuses if you buy the digital stuff, but um, but yeah, you can get gold points totally from the physical editions. Yeah, I guess so, I know
0: what I'm doing this afternoon.
1: So yeah, now you have now you can get these games for free. The ones you haven't bought. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so just just lastly here, while we've been working our way through them, I know we've talked about it. Um, a bit in the past few episodes. I know we're going to be talking about it, you know, in future episodes, because it's kind of what most of the Dragon Quest fandom is doing right now, which is playing 11 S on the switch. And, um, you know, this one for me, I kind of, I think of this as like the port to end all ports. I mean, it's like, it's technically a switch port, but it's kind of like the three DS version of seven where almost there's like so much new stuff added to it. And it's so different, it almost well, feels like of, a new game entirely. It doesn't really feel
0: like a new game entirely to me. It's kind of like the the ver- 3DS version of 8, I guess, for me. Yeah. Where it's got that base game that is essentially the same, but has enough added in where it feels like a completely different experience as you're going
1: through. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think, I think it does feel more like 8 than 7. Because Um, seven being
0: a complete remake in graphics and style like that has a, has a way different, uh, take on the game itself. But 11S is, I finally passed the, the point in my game where I'm way beyond where I was in the Steam version. And I got there in significantly less time. Uh, I was at 22 hours at Nautica in, Uh, the switch in the Steam version. And then I got there with only having skipped, I think, two cutscenes in 14 hours, uh, on the Switch. So, uh, I think that I can actually attribute that more to knowing, uh, not knowing what to do so much as it is the battle speed up. Like that add addition alone, like we've talked about before is insanely helpful like if there's one new feature added in on the Switch that uh, I think is worth buying, it's the battle speed up more than anything else.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I I agree with you. I guess it is more like 8 than 7 because the stuff that's added into 11 is very similar to 8. It's like, it's basically mini games and side quest stuff. And then you have some like additional cutscenes and things like that that have been added in with the side stories and all that to 11. Either way, I several people I know have asked us um, on Twitter and different places, is 11S worth buying if they played 11 already on PS4 or PC? And my answer is always yes, because, I mean, I I haven't skipped any cutscenes. I, I do the same thing I did with my first playthrough. For A lot of times when I'm done reading, if I'm done reading the dialogue myself, I skip ahead instead of listening to the voice actor finish. Yeah,
0: yeah I do that in pretty much every game.
1: But I haven't, like, I haven't just skipped any cutscenes, and, um, you know, I think there's enough new stuff in 11S that makes it worth playing um, if you've played the PS4 version already. Um, and, you know, and I'm not, I, my answer may change, I don't know, I don't think it will, but I mean, I, right now I'm, I'm in Act 2 of 11S, and I'm probably, I'm a solid, like, halfway through Act 2, I guess, at this point. Okay. Uh, so, you know, so I still have all of like Act 3 uh, to do after the credits and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, I've still got a good bit of game left. I'm sitting right at the like 50 something hour mark Okay. Uh, right now. Um, about two hours of that is just playing roulette in the casino. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really did. I sat down. Yesterday was the first day I'd played 11S in like a week because I'd been playing the 3DS version. Yeah. And I sat down and I was just at the part where you get the, the second casino and that game opens up for you yep. and, and there's like roulette and some just other things you can do in there. And I love the, I love roulette in that game. And so I, I sat there and just played roulette. And then before I knew it, it had been like two hours and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like this whole game waiting for me and I don't have the willpower to leave the roulette table.
0: <laughs> Such is life. That's uh that's kind of what Vegas is built on.
1: It, that that's true. Yeah. The house always wins, right?
0: Yep. It is. And like eleven for me, the only thing that I've had that I don't like about Eleven is something that you warned me about is with those side stories. That the placement of the side stories that the side stories themselves are good. That I like the side stories, but their placement as being mandatory where they are. Just it it breaks the flow of the game too much that uh that I see where the main narrative even starts and why they put them where they were. But I wish that they were optional choices, kind of like the uh, episodes in Final Fantasy 15, just that uh, you play through these at your own leisure as opposed to going through and uh and having to get through it.
1: Or even optional, like the like the Tackles and Tickington stuff is. Yeah, that would be fine. I, I think I told you this that for for me the whole time I was playing it, I thought it would have worked so much better if it was optional flashbacks you could visit. You know the tree there mm-hmm. inside the 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 metal school, the mini metal school. Yep where you can touch it and, like, revisit chapters?
0: Like the Tree of Memories or, yeah. or Root of Memories or something? Yeah,
1: whatever it's called. To me, it would have worked so much better there if you just, at some point when you were revisiting the school, it was like, new flashbacks are available or whatever, however yep. they did it, and you could just touch it and do that. And the thing is, is that, like, I think I have good reasons for not liking the side stories very much, and I feel like I can't really defend it right now because it's right. filled with spoilers. So maybe, uh, maybe down the line here in a few months, we can do like a spoiler cast or something for Dragon Quest yeah. Eleven, And I can just uh, talk about the many reasons the side stories are filled with spoilers and kind of ruin and cheapen stuff.
0: Yeah. And even where I am in Act 2 right now, I see some of the stuff like I got to. is like it. it did exactly what you said. It took away some of the impact of what it was. But at the same time, that information is really interesting, it's just they, they put it in a weird place in the narrative.
1: Yeah, it just it just weakens the ma- the surprises and different reveals that are later in the game.
0: Yeah, it doesn't um, weaken the story itself. It weakens the impact of those reveals. Yes. Is what it does.
1: Yeah. Overall I've been very happy with the Switch port. Um i I, I think this if you haven't played Eleven at all, I definitely think the Switch version is the way to go.
0: Faux show. Sure.
1: And <laughs> just had to get in one faux show, didn't you? I did. Before we ended. Uh, but uh, thanks to everybody who uh, listened today. Thanks for all of our Patreon patrons. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, and we'll be back next week for a spooky Halloween special uh, for Dragon Quest that I'm super excited about. That one's um, going to be fun. Yeah, can't wait to get into that. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
0: And if you guys want to talk to us, tell us what uh, the name of that fairy is or anything, hit us up at Quest FM on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at social at DragonQuest.FM. Uh, Austin is at underscore Austin underscore King on Twitter. I'm at Professor Beege. And if you want even more cool podcasty stuff, you can go to geek2geekmedia.com and see the rest of our podcast network.
1: Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.